Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey 5-Minute Podcast. This is Pastor Terry. So glad to have you with us. We are looking at Matthew chapter 8, the life of Jesus, and how he is transforming the world (laughs) everywhere he goes. Now, understand, at this point we're going to talk about today, Jesus' fame had started to grow. He has healed a number of people, cast out a number of demons, and everybody wanted to be associated with this new prophet, this new rabbi on the scene. I mean, really, he's a winner. He is winning in life, and everybody wants to be associated with a winner. I mean, if your team uh, in football starts to win, man, you wear that jersey, right? You wear that hat. You know, if another business is starting to kick off and go, you'll look at maybe buying into it or being a part of it. It's natural. Everybody wants to be around a winner. Well, Jesus is winning at every level, at every turn, and in everyone's minds. Now, not everyone's happy about it, (laughs) but he was winning nonetheless. Check it out. The people, as Jesus moved through the crowd, went into their homes, touched them in the streets, realized this rabbi is different. This Jewish teacher is different. He touches us. He loves us. He cares about us. He's not here condemning us. He's here to give us a future, not to beat us up about our past. In people's mind, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. No doubt and no question. They are thrilled to have him. Now, You have the Sadducees. The Sadducees was part of the religious ruling class. They were very wealthy, and they made money on the Jewish religious system. So when they hear Jesus talk about the kingdom of heaven being more important than the kingdom of earth, about how he is the way and the truth and the life, not them, they know he's winning, but they're not happy about it. Then you have the Pharisees. The Pharisees who get a bad rap. They were really responsible and charged with keeping Jewish tradition during what's called the intertestamental period of time when sort of God stopped talking to prophets directly until the New Testament, in that interim time when they were really um, Roman subjects. Rome had captured them, and they belonged to Rome, and they had a big job of filtering out people who would um, pollute and violate Judaism. Well, Jesus comes along, and not only does he do that, <laughs> he does, he, he absolutely fills it with meaning and purpose in life that they knew nothing about. Their laws couldn't compete with the life Jesus brought to the scriptures. It was amazing. Then you have the scribes. Now, the scribes were people committed to the text. They would copy the text, copy the text, copy the text, the Old Testament, and they knew the Bible. So here's what happened. Jesus shows up, and it said that he speaks as one with authority. He didn't just recite, Rabbi so-and-so said this and that. Rabbi so-and-so said this and that. He didn't do that. He showed up and spoke as one who wrote it. Do you know why? Because he did. (laughs) He knew it inside and out, and he spoke with this compelling authority. So for a scribe who knew nothing but letters and words and construct, it's now something that's come alive. It's full of life, and Jesus is the one doing it. So let's pick up in Matthew 8 and see what happens and how all of these groups interact with Jesus and his radical message of life. He goes on and says this. Now, when Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to go over on the other side. They were in a boat. They go over on the other side of the, of the, of the lake. Then they get out, and a scribe came up to him, one of these people who copies the Bible over and over and over and over again, well, the Old Testament, and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. This scribe is so captivated by how Jesus mastered the text, one with memory, but two with depth of understanding and authority. He said, you know this, you are this. I will follow you wherever. Now, 
a lot of people think Jesus would say, hey, come on, man, great to have you. Get your stuff, let's go. We're heading to Capernaum or to Nazareth or wherever they were going next. Just come on and go with us. That's not what he says. Listen to what he says. Then Jesus said to the scribe, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. He responds by saying, here's what you don't understand. Um, Nature has it better than me. I have nowhere. I am not wealthy. I am not promising you a new chariot. I'm not promising you a new robe, a new tunic, a new home, you know, uh, a, a week free down at the Lake of Galilee, Sea of Galilee, not doing any of that. I have nothing. So if you want to follow me, know that it's going to be a Spartan life. He didn't say that. An austere life. It's going to be a life of simplicity. That's how you're going to come. Now, let me ask you, are you confused sometimes when you see the opulence of certain preachers and leaders? It's okay to have nice stuff. But I wonder, and just me thinking out loud, I just wonder if there isn't a line somewhere that's crossed and we begin to become less like Jesus and more well, like a Sadducee. You know, someone who's making a lot of money off of the things of God. Again, nothing wrong with making a lot of money. But how do you use it? So then something else happens. Then another one, then another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And then Jesus said to him, follow me and leave the dead to bury their own dead. Now that sounds harsh and brutal, but here's what Jesus was saying. I am about life. I'm about life forever in heaven. I'm about purpose and meaning that people are dying to understand. This person who has died is already gone. We can't help him. But there are millions left that we can help. Let those behind that don't understand the message of life and the importance of the gospel and the call to change the world, let those who don't get that, let them bury the dead. You come follow me and let's make a difference right now. If you're looking for meaning, if you're looking for purpose, if you're looking for life and authority and power, there's only one place. There's only one person and his name is Jesus. Run to him now and you'll find life forever and grace for your journey right now, even today. Let me pray for you. Well, Father, we love you so much and thank you for today. Thank you, Father, for your kindness and your grace. Help us, Father, to make an impact and make a difference. Help us to be focused on the eternal things, not distracted by the temporary things. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, God bless you, and we'll talk again later. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.